So everything is produced from that center point. If it is not produced from that center point, then my feelings come into play. My traditions come into play. My whatever. Your hangups. <laughs> yeah, my hangups. Your experiences. My, right. Everything you've let define you. Good Lord, if I let my experiences drive this marriage, whoo, we'd be in trouble. We but, both would. <laughs> but like that's that that's that that being equally yoked because mm-hmm. the Bible is very specific on this of not being unequally yoked. Hey, I'm Shay. And I'm Michelle. And this is the Pantry Podcast. Do you want a healthier spiritual diet? We're stocking the storehouse with spiritual nutrition, marinating on the word of God, and leading you to the meals that truly fuel a soldier of the Lord. And this is season nine, Obey. It's an acronym that stands for Obey Him Before Anyone Else. This season, let's look at how obedience and a lack thereof impacts our relationship with Him and with everyone else. Join us and friends from over 70 countries as we feast on Jesus, not junk food. You can even be a friend who keeps the show going. Become a partner at patreon.com slash the pantry podcast for just $5 a month. And now let's dig into this meal. <laughs> I don't even understand these things. Like, okay, y'all, if you're not listening, if you're just listening, you got to go to YouTube. Like, I, I just don't see this being these <laughs> But that's okay. We got a little doll for my daughter once, and and it's the little Jesus doll. It's like it's it's kind of cool, it's, you know. It's like whatever. Uh, and it, I, yesterday was funny though. Like uh, she's like she just she calls it Jesus, okay? But she knows it's a doll. She knows it's a doll. She's like, I want to read to Jesus. <laughs> so she was telling the she Jesus, was Jesus a little story. Anyways, poop. All right, there we go. <laughs> Welcome to the pantry. Welcome to the pantry. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, hey, look, it's fun just being here. Um, sitting next to you. We're about to have a topic that uh, I think that I don't think so. I know so. And actually, I think that it's actually a perfect timed recording mm. uh, because of everything that's been happening Yes. Um, over the last few weeks, uh, especially the Kenya trip and all these other things. And we're, we're really going to talk and, and try to dial in being yoked. Mm. I think it's really important when we're yoked. Um, Matthew eleven thirty 30 uh, says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I, I, I'm going to throw that out there. Like, I'll be the worldly guy today <laughs> on that sense. It's like, it's, it doesn't feel easy sometimes. <laughs> what do you think about that? Like, when you hear that, it's like, my, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Now, granted. I got a lot of track record behind this and, yes. and what makes life easier and stuff, but it's still so tough. Yeah. You know, I was actually just talking to the women's ministry about that, about the idea of what we actually, we, we try to be humble when we say we can't do it and we're not good enough and all these things. And the truth is we are not in fact good enough, mm. but we sit in that and we make ourselves gods of the outcome. Mm. And we don't think that we're making ourselves gods, but God's in charge of the outcome, not us. But we will put ourselves in those shoes of being in charge of the outcome. And that makes us like it gives us the weight of God. And so when I hear that verse now, because I agree, like my yoke is easy and my burden is light, like it feels like being persecuted is not light or easy. And some of the things that the Lord will ask of us is they're not easy or light. So how is this true? And then when you think in terms of work, if you're being provided everything needed to do it Mm. and by just trying, it's a guaranteed success by 
heavenly standards, whether or not it succeeds the way you define success to be. But if it's going to succeed by heaven standards just by doing it, then it actually is pretty easy and pretty light compared to you're in charge of the outcome. You are in charge of how success is defined. If the end result is not what you define success to be. You are now counted a failure and have to make up for it and you're held responsible for Mm -hmm. it and you have to provide yourself with all the resources to do it. Yeah, that's really stressful and that's why we have anxiety issues across the board in every continent that we have. And and so that's kind of how I I look at it now. No, that's that's a good way to look at it. Um, Never in that statement though, like when you look at that verse and the verses and and they're unpacked and when you unpack them, right? Mm -hmm. You never see Jesus like just throwing, just be, stop, stop, <laughs> stop. I mean, okay, sometimes he stop. says go and sin no more. Right, go and sin but... no more. But look, but like when you look at uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight through twenty nine, right, yeah. the verses that precede that, mm-hmm. it's like come to me, mm-hmm. come to me. Okay, like that's not like any more than a relational come to me. And he's he's also then he goes into it. And he's explaining. It's like you're weary, you're tired, you're exhausted, yeah. right? You've got toil your burden or you got grief, you know, it's like, he goes, but you know, Jesus says, I'm gentle. Mm-hmm. I'm lowly in heart. We have to think about this. He is the author of the restful soul. Mm-hmm. I really, yeah, he, he really is. It's like, if he's the author and finisher of everything, mm-hmm. well, he's the author and finisher of the restful soul. I mean, it's right. just what it means. Yeah. Now, does that mean that like, we just throw it out there and we're like, oh, I came across a really cool verse on this because I think sometimes as a Christian, we're like, we want to throw a Bible verse at you and it works <laughs> and it works and it works. But at the same time, maybe we should bring that back and, and just speak love and don't just be like, well, here's this Bible verse. Get better. Right. Get this Bible verse. You're going to be okay. Get over it. Ooh. Uh-uh. That's, that's for them and Jesus, first of all. And I want that to be known that when we're talking about this equal yoking and we're talking about being easy in this and then and, and relieving these symptoms. I mean, watch this. He's not saying come to me so you can continue to be weary and tired and exhausted. He's saying come to me so I can relieve these symptoms. Right. He's the best physician, yeah. the best doctor. It's like, okay, I'm broke. And who do I go to? Well, mm-hmm. I go to Jesus. Um, yeah. But this verse that I came across, and, and I liked it because I hear this all the time. It's like, stop throwing Bible verses. Okay. And I used to be like, but they work. And then I'm like, okay, I need to probably look into this a little yes. deeper, right? Right. And it's like Proverbs 25, 20 says, singing cheerful songs to a person with a heavy heart is like taking someone's coat in cold weather or pouring vinegar in a wound. <laughs> I mean, look, there's a time and there's a place. So at the end of the day, when we're seeing our, our friends or, if, or, or maybe you're going through it yourself, yeah, you know, give your friend a break, just love on them, be there to listen to them, watch this, give yourself a break. Right. And, and let yourself be spoken to so that you can start to work through this so Jesus can come through and be the healer. Yeah. Have an understanding of what the word says so that you don't give poor advice or say mm. falsehoods for comfort. But you do need to comfort the person and acknowledge and empathize and let them have their moment. There's a time for the crying. There's a time for the laughter. There's a time for the dancing. There's a time for the mourning. There's a time for all these things. So it's important to know what the truth is because I've also heard people because they want to so desperately empathize or make the person feel better. They, they say lies Mm. and that might be the band aid fix. But over time, if especially when people 
are at their most vulnerable, they're more likely to internalize things that bring them comfort. And if you're giving them like false platitudes, then they're going to internalize lies as comfort mechanisms. A good example is like, okay, someone dies, someone might try to comfort you and see, well, you know, they're an angel now. No, no one becomes an angel, right? right. There's the, but that might have comforted someone for, oh, they're an angel. No, they're not, but they'll give you the right comfort. They'll say, well, they're with the Lord if they had the Lord. Or they'll just mourn with you if that person didn't have right. the Lord. You know, so it's it's like... You gotta, be, you gotta be discerning in that as well. Yeah. Deuteronomy uh, 22 10, it, what does it say? It says, you don't plow with an ox and a donkey. <laughs> I mean, it's just not equal. Like, yeah. you can yoke to things in the world and you're really giving no one any sustenance. Or you can yoke yourself to the world and get no sustenance. Mm-hmm. Or equally yoked to Christ, mm-hmm. right? Now, it, it's, it's, is it really equal though? It's like, <laughs> I still look at it like ox and donkey. I'm I like, know. that brother is dragging me off. <laughs> Long all the time, right? But it's but but at the same time, it's kind of that symbolism. It's like you know, good doctrine, bad doctrine. Would you you know, you're not going to put you know the ox with the donkey or the donkey with the ox because it just doesn't make any sense. Just yeah. like giving someone uh, worldly wisdom doesn't make any sense when this is a spiritual and eternal issue. Yeah, yeah, and I think that this whole episode, why is this in the obedience obey season? I always like to kind of take a step back so you can see why, how this fits together and why we put it there. And then you see how it fits together in your thing, but it's a lot easier to obey. And what we've been saying this whole time, it's a lot easier to grow in relationship to the Lord so that obedience becomes kind of second nature and less about the rules and more about that's just who you've become someone who agrees and, and more naturally can adhere to a lot of these things. Um, it's a lot easier when you surround yourself with other people who are in agreement. Mm. You know, there's a, you might've heard of prayers of agreement um, where two or more are gathered. Um, is two or three or more are gathered? Where two or more, two, two or more, more are two gathered. Or more. Yeah. More. Um, and, you know, don't marry an unbeliever. Why? Because this is the person you're spending so much intimate time with, mm. right? Do you really want someone that does not agree on the most important tenets of all of existence just because they're cute and make you laugh. A lot of people make me laugh. I don't want to marry all of them. <laughs> a lot of people are cute. I don't want to marry all of them. Okay. Um, Ooh, praise God. <laughs> right? I picked one cute guy who makes me laugh, but why? Because he has Jesus. And because when you ask yourself, who do I want to knit myself to until one of us dies, the stakes get a little bit higher. Mm. Um, And this is the same for our friendships. And it's not that you shouldn't be nice, kind or caring to people who don't have Christ. But when you're looking at who you're going to turn to for advice, well, peer pressure is real. (laughs) So let's have some good peer pressure. Let's have some positive accountability. Let's have some people who will encourage you with the right things and have the right advice and who have been also led by the Lord to go above and beyond in loving people, in sharing with people, serving with people so that when you are in hard times, when you do find a struggle in obedience, you've got that strong support system where they can kind of take over without dragging you along. They can kind of take some of that onto themselves. It's kind of interesting. Um, I was reading today uh, from Pastor Jackson. He posted something from someone and on this level. Like yeah. like we, we 
look, we do it in love. We do it in this. But you also have to sometimes pull pull the bandit off and really go after the topic, which is kind of what you're saying. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, hey, look, I get it. But sometimes we have to say things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to be told things. Sometimes Michelle comes to me and tells me something. I have to like, I might not take it well sometimes, but sometimes I take it really well. I got to swallow it, though. And I really digest it and think about it. Chew on it. And he said like this. He said, your leader ought to be able to say the difficult things to you. They need to cover your blind spots. Like, this is what the body of Christ does. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't see everything coming at us. We don't, we understand some of the enemy's ploys, but we don't see it. Sometimes in our own lives, we become numb to it. Mm -hmm. So we need this, 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 this check, this obedience check. Yeah. Right. And it says this will involve a certain level of pain, but growth without pain is impossible. Too often we have created a false paradigm of leadership where everything is super soft or ultra affirming. God leaders, good leaders, excuse me, God leaders. Hey, there you go. Hey, uh, do exhort, affirm, and build, but they also touch the sensitive and painful areas of our lives. Yes. Um, we see that in this, our house. And not, you know, I'm not putting Michelle in that leadership, but she, we, we live together. Mm-hmm. We are equally yoked together. She sees some of the blind spots I don't see, and she has to bring these things out. And the definitives, Michelle and I are different. Mm-hmm. Um, people around us are different. Our neighbors are different. Our churches are different. Right. But we have this equally yoked in Christ. That is what is so important about this obedience aspect of yoking. Because when we're unequally yoked, when we're not yoked to Christ, because Christ is the center point, Christ is the producer. He is the author and finisher of everything. So God, Christ, Holy Spirit, we're wrapping them all up in a bundle for everybody out there. Um, They're the author and finishers. Mm -hmm. So everything is produced from that center point. If it is not produced from that center point, then my feelings come into play. My traditions come into play. My whatever. Your hangups. <laughs> yeah, my hangups. Your experiences. My, right. Everything you've let define you. Good Lord, if I let my experiences drive this marriage, whoo, we'd be in trouble. We but, both would. <laughs> but like that's that that's that that being equally yoked because mm-hmm. the Bible is very specific on this of not being unequally yoked. Yeah. Even in friendship, you know, light doesn't fellowship with darkness. Right. And as much as we want to say, like, okay, so you can have a morally solid person who, like, if you did weigh everything they'd ever done, things that you would define or even could align with the word of God would outweigh the bad. Like, oh, there are people who you could say, yeah, they've they've done a lot less bad. But here's the truth. If you don't do that out of a heart that is for God, it's doing it for the wrong thing. And you are like in the word it does say you are either of your father the devil or your father the lord it's very light or dark and it it because it's not about our actions we need to divorce ourselves from defining people on good bad verse like and and actions and weighing these things when we start thinking about salvation and whose team someone's playing on because the Antichrist will come, going back to last season, the Antichrist will come mm. and do things that on paper read very well. You know, curing hunger reads really well, but he's the Antichrist. So we have to put things in context. Right. So, it, so again, it doesn't mean you shun people because, again, we're also not fighting flesh and blood. Like, they are not our enemy They are potential brothers and sisters in Christ who have been enslaved by an evil ruler they can't see and most of them don't even believe in. They're playing into his hand. That's why it's so important to share the word of God. But 
that still means that if we fellowship there, we can fall into morality being and, and works based stuff by being with people who are mm. only works based. When you don't have Christ, all you have is works. And so you can very quickly fall into works based excuses, works based definitions, works based reality when that's not where we're supposed to be. And so your own scales can get misaligned and poorly calibrated just by surrounding yourself consistently with the wrong kind of words. Mm. And it's not even them just sitting next to you on the bus. Like, don't treat them like lepers. It's what comes out of a person's mouth that defiles mm. them, right? And so that's that's for the believer and the unbeliever. It's what we start talking, those ideas that come out. And if you aren't grounded in a word and if you're not consistently surrounding yourself with that, you're, you can, because you are, I am not strong enough on my own mm. to see every lie when it comes my way. I, I'm going to, I've done it recently. Like, that sounds pretty good. And then bam, you find out that was actually really sinister. Right. So you've got to, like you said, cover all your bases like a team. Right. You know, like who, oh, when you have a team, you said team, 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 when you have a team, like, okay, football, basketball, any of them, you know, team. all that better than me is a team and they don't all have the same job and the same strength. Some are runners, some are really big and their job is to stop stuff from happening. Yeah. Some are really fast and their job is to make stuff happen. You know, like there's some who can throw really good, right. catch really good, like I mean, well, that's why there's different positions. There's different <laughs> positions and they stand, they don't all stand in the same place. They stand all over the place and you have to rely on that. And the teams that win usually have teams that play together. Yes. Right? And they understand all the plays from the kinda same like that, playbook. Kinda, yeah. Kind of like that competition we had at the youth uh, experience the other night. You know, you had the girls and I had the guys and dude, let me tell you something. Guys, especially teenage guys are wild like ah, they're all over but I happen to have the guys that play basketball mm-hmm. so I was like oh perfect now granted I yoked in a way <laughs> but it was yoking to win a competition that answers questions about Jesus so there you go <laughs> so anyways I was like hey y'all come on they were they're loud everywhere and I said stop we're a basketball team everybody plays basketball right they're like yes I was like okay so we all have different positions. And I started telling like this. I'm like, you guys are going to be on the phones. You guys are going to be doing this. You're going to be writing. You're going to be speaking. And, and I put it mm-hmm. together. And it was amazing yes. to watch them come together and rock it. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't just one person. Like, it these dudes everybody. were like all working together. One guy was on Google. One guy was in the Bible. One guy was, we were allowed to use Google, by the way. Yes, they were allowed they were, we were to allowed. use We were allowed. Google. And we had one guy writing and we had one guy, you know, mm-hmm. annotating. The rest of the guys were conversating. Yeah, it was beautiful. And so our two teams <laughs> were the final two, of course. And go figure. I knew, like, so I just, I, so my team, there were three very active participants out of six or seven, but three were very active, but not the whole team. And that in itself, they managed to get to the final two. Those three were awesome. Those three were able to get to the final two, but it very well shows the difference when you're kind of sporadically around people who are involved and dedicated to the same thing. And when you're in a united front. Right. And that's why if you're struggling, if you're like, I really don't know why it's so hard for me to get this. 
to get this mm. right. And mm. if, you know, video, I'm doing air quotes. I get this right. Now, again, going back to the beginning, God of the outcome, our job is to walk with the Lord and do what he asks us to do, right? But what in our imperfect way does that end up looking like us trying? That's what we're here for is to try. Right. That it, trying is obedience because you're not in active rebellion by refusing. Think of a little kid. You say, please bring your plate to the kitchen to the, like your dirty plate. Like take, please take your dirty plate to the kitchen sink. If the kid says no, there could be a million reasons why the kid says no. They're scared that they'll drop mm-hmm. it. They just don't want to. They don't think they know how. But the thing is the same. They're not doing it. They're actively rebelling against that com- that command, right? That ask from someone that they're called to obey. But if that little kid gets up and just tries, but they drop the plate, a parent in their right mind will not then punish them for trying to obey, but fumbling. The, the parent will help them pick it up because they know the kid was trying to obey and factors were involved, but the kid's heart was one of submission not one of rebellion. And that is why when we try to walk with God, we experience the grace of God and the movement of God. And that's why that is how you start to obey. And you can do that and get the encouragement and the direction when you have believers like a spouse, like parents, like friends, the church around you. And I'm gonna go back to what I, what, what I was kind of bringing into that mm-hmm. thought too, because we were at the kids. Yeah. And let me tell you what won the competition. And it's kind of this, now the, the girl who decided to run out and just throw it out without consulting the team, mm-hmm. right? Didn't get it right. Right. Didn't get it right. Um, no one had beat her up. Everybody loved on her. But the guys, the guy was told, until we make a decision, we don't go. And he waited. And then we came up with the answer. So the girl ran up real fast, gave an answer. It was wrong. We took our time. We did it in the way that God, like we had formulated it. Right. Like the Bible formulates a way. Mm-hmm. When we stay in that way, it doesn't always work out to win. Right. Like, honestly, we could have lost. <laughs> like we were slow. Look, it was a little bit slower because we were deciding. We were making that decision, but we had one spokesperson. Mm-hmm. And once he was told the answer, then he was like, this is the official answer. Because we had a broke down. Yeah. We had like a team. And it was yeah. really cool to watch. But but no one got beat up in that. You know what I'm saying? It was right. like, but at the end of the day, it's it's kind of like a better way is when we're in our roles. Yes. Um, yes. And I think roles play a big part in this yoking as well. Mm-hmm. Um, probably won't get into that today. That's that's a little deeper about our roles. But I mean, look, we're one body with many members. Mm-hmm. So we all have something. We all have something that we're doing. But what is the goal of all this, though? What is the goal of this equal yoking? Mm-hmm. What's what's for strength? Yeah. When, when we look at this, whether, you know, we're, we're equally yoked to Christ, we're equally yoked to our brothers and our sisters, we're equally yoked in our marriages. We're definitely now, like you said earlier, more people, right? Mm-hmm. We're stronger, we're not getting blindsided right. as much, right. <laughs> as much because right. we still do. But I like that word fellowship. 
Mm-hmm. I really do because it, it brings in a lot of aspects and in, 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 in different realms. Um, it's an amazing if you look when you look at the Greek, it means to yoke up differently, or that's unequally. So our fellowship is uh, participation. I mean, it's simple as that. Participation should be equal, right? Like your team. Yeah. <laughs> Not right. trying to throw anybody out there, but no, it's like, but it wasn't but, equal. But it wasn't equal per, it wasn't equal yoking in the participation. Um, social intercourse. You know what I'm saying? It, it's we're coming in as fellowship. Uh, benefaction, communication, communion. There's all of these ways that we equally yoke. Yeah. But like anything outside of Christ is not a yoking that is gonna last, is not a yoking that is gonna produce. Is not a, it might look good up front. Mm-hmm. It falls apart. It does. It does fall apart. It, and look, maybe that's falling apart all the way at the end. Right. I'm just saying. But it does. It eventually. It eventually does. A hundred year warranty still expires. <laughs> all right. It means at some point they ain't guaranteeing uh, it no more. But yeah, I, I like that. And then, you know, in 2 Corinthians 9, 13, they use that word, um, the Greek word in there for fellowship. And it's expressed generosity in the community. Mm-hmm. I just think that it's really cool when people are yoked to something that's not themselves. Um, that we have a checks and balance mm-hmm. in, in a way. I, yeah, I know we always sit there and say, don't check more religion. But I mean, there's good checks and balances, though. You know, if you tell the Lord, search me, mm-hmm. checks and balances. Yeah. Checks and balances. And I think that we catch that all the time. I mean, I, I, I see it more in my marriage. Um, and I do see it in, in my friendships with my, my guy friends at church. Yeah. Um, compared to outside, because I really just don't have nowhere to go. Like you said, I, I outside of church, it's like I can give advice. But it's just advice because some of them, they don't even want to hear Jesus. So you give them the best advice that you can. But in down deep, I'm always like, well, if, if we could just get Christ in this somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Yoking. I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. It's tough. And that's good that you kind of like well, no, it. Well, no, it's tough. It's it's tough. Well, yeah. It's tough. You know, it's not all wins. I think that sometimes you're like, oh, you know, you, you go to those movies, those um, feel good sports mm. movies where it's this ramshackle team and then something happens and then like inspiration and practice and like a rebel at some point and some tough around the edges people and then bang bang boom at the end they either all have this amazing win and it's the most emotional thing ever or they have this amazing loss and it's the emotional most emotional thing ever (laughs) um i watch them because I get totally emotionally played by them, even though I'm kind of poking at them right now. But we we see that, and it's like, there's all these wins, 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 wins. And again, we're defining what the win looks like. And I actually like the ones where they lose at the end better. Well, that's that whole Christian movie. I know. Genre. Oh my I'm gosh. Sorry. I can't deal mm. with the Christian movies where the kid dies every time. I really can't. If there's a little kid in a Christian movie, I don't watch it anymore because y'all betrayed me too much. Just FYI. I, I was on like a like a four movie like zero with that one. I was, I was like, about I was like, oh, look at this movie. And then she was like, I was like on the third one. She's like, there's a kid in it, honey. No. I literally was like, no decline. <laughs> they kill him off. Like every like, kid, I, it's like reunited with your daddy, gets cancer. You know, like finds mama, gets hit by a bus. I'm, I'm like, I can't you, it was, do it, it anymore. Tough. I get it. Life can be rough, but I don't need to watch every but kid. I will say movie. Christians come at it real. It's like yes. two seconds in. Yes. Life wait, is wait. Oh, we, digress. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. we digress. We digress. <laughs> but not but really. now you know how we feel. No, but okay. But here's the thing. Actually, that's perfect. That's perfect. Because here's the thing. We define success mm. and we should not to that like religious of a level. 
if it's fine if you define like you expect a certain like success to look a certain way and it happens that way and it's like cool that's not gonna happen every time and that doesn't mean it's a fail okay um the, again the thing I was talking about yesterday at the women's at the women's meeting if you're obeying the Lord you might think it looks a certain way you might think that if X doesn't happen it's a fail a, a like also known as if the person dies I didn't pray hard enough I didn't have enough faith or if the person doesn't regrow their arm I didn't have enough faith right if if the person doesn't win this race something went wrong we we failed right um but that is not at all it god works on such a higher level than all of Mm -hmm. that um like for example elijah when he won when on mount carmel he you know builds the altar and god like sets fire to wet rocks and the other people just can't do anything at all and they're over there like bleeding and sad like they lost Def, like the su- definition of success Elijah had happened and yet right after they're trying to kill the brother and he runs off right um, he, he might like be like oh what an utter fail no that was all for a purpose that God already knew so if it doesn't pan out the way you think success is it's fine mm. um, and how are you going to remember those things by staying in the word and building a relationship with the Lord so that you trust him. So this is yoking to him, right? Right. This isn't yoking to others, but when you're yoked to the Lord, these are the kind of things you start realizing and then you don't end up flailing in the fail sauce, but instead you start getting up and going. Mm, I think I'm gonna preach that one day. Yeah. The whole Elijah. Mm-hmm. Cause I think we spend a lot of time on the Elijah side, like, mm-hmm. oh, he was, you know, da, da, anxiety da, 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 and all this and sadness and all this. I preach that from the God side. Yeah. Like, like here, here's this broken person. Mm-hmm. He's fed. Yeah. He's taken care of. Right. Check. He's check, cared for. Check. He's, he gives him a place to rest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he gives him enough sustenance for 40 more days. Mm-hmm. Um, put in a cave coverage, covering uh, security, mm-hmm. like, you know, and community. Then community. Right. Didn't You know, he brings him out, loves on him. Yeah. It's not all in the uh, it's in the softness of, of God's touch and in, into community. You mm-hmm. know, it's like I preach it from that side, yeah. you know, and, and that'd be awesome because, I mean, that's that's what God does. Yeah. And that is what we're talking about today. That is why we're talking about yoking. Um, I'm going to read this. First John one, three, and then six and seven says that which have we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you so that you too may have fellowship with us. Indeed, our fellowship is with the father and with his son, Jesus Christ. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus' son cleanses us from all sin. It's like, who are we trusting and who are we talking with? Who are, mm-hmm. we, who are we going to? I'm, I'm going to say this cheesy little line I thought of because it's just what I think is kind of cool. Uh, yoked leads to over easy. <laughs> I, was th- I was in the kitchen. I was like, oh. oh. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I concur, sir. <laughs> I concur. It does, it does get easier. Yeah, it does. I, I'm not sure how often the people asking that first verse, like, it don't feel so easy and like God. I really think that that's mm. something that you stop saying as much as time goes on. 
and the circumstances that are dealt are not always different. Mm. It's the reaction and the method and, and what you're paying attention to in the scenario. You know, we all pay attention to different little components of what's going on in front of us, but I think as you grow in relationship with him, you start paying attention to a different set of things in the scenario, mm. which allow you to navigate it with him a whole lot better. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, like this was that. good. Yeah, no, it's this good. This was good. I, 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 Kalia's napping. Yeah, we're, and we're, we're just, like, we're let's, just let's bang this one out. And look, spend time with your community. Yes. You might sit there and say, oh, you just talk about God. Well, are you only with him once a week? Right. I, I, I started to notice that with like my friend Mike. I love Mike. He, he listens. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the more that we're together, we know that we have Christ. We know that we love Christ. And we we start having other conversations. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, like we're talking about Home Depot the other day. Right. And like, well, we're going to do in our yards. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of cool. It's like, but that's the community that we need to be around. That's the community that we should spend most of our time with. And I'm that, see, when I say most of our time, because we need to be out there sharing the word of God. Mm-hmm. We need to be out there sharing this, this beautiful yoke that we've been given. Um, and that is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the answer. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. Uh, there's no, uh, if you are in the Bible whatsoever, that's truth. Right. And when we're yoked to that truth, he is the way, the truth, the life. Listen to that. The way we follow, we walk. Truth, because we walk in his truth, what he tells us. And it brings what? Life. I think it's amazing. It's been amazing. It's been amazing to watch my marriage. It's made, the roller yes. coasters of marriage that everyone has. And it's like they start to flatline a little bit more. It's like it used to be like all over the place. I'm doing something on the thing again. So if you guys want to watch, I'm on, it's like up and down, up and down. And then it starts to flatten out a little bit. And it, and it gets better. And it gets easier because you're not relying on one another. You're relying on Christ. So yoked. Amen. Amen. And we want to shout out someone who's co-laboring with us, our new co-laborer, Terry. Yeah. Thank you for yoking to this podcast so that we can keep pulling it along. Um, But yeah, this is this has been fun. Um, And we're back with more guests starting next week. So let us know what you think about this episode. We love to be inspired by what God's kind of giving y'all. So you can reach out to us at thepantrypodcast.com and don't forget to kind of like leave us a review or subscribe to kind of keep connected to the show. So until next time. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Pantry Podcast, part of the Spark Podcast Network, now playing on the Edify app.